0: Well, Dan, let's talk about the nonprofits that you support or a nonprofit that you support. Let's oh, give little,
1: let's give a little time to them. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Um, uh, first and foremost, I'm a huge supporter of St. Jude. Um, I think they do tremendous work, and it's been something I've been passionate about for a long time. Uh, locally here, I think uh, the Mid Ohio Food Bank is doing a terrific job, uh, reaching the communities, you know, working with local partners, and just supporting those who are less fortunate can't afford. Uh, the food that they need uh in the hard times that had just happened with people right. and then um you know i i'm a huge fan of pelotonia personally i 'm never going to ride a bike uh <laughs> but i you know I have friends who do, and I support them so those are i'd say the top three um and then you know at mine's on uh where I work, we always each season holiday season adopt a family or Find a way to help uh, someone locally, um, do a clothing drive, uh, do a book uh, fair and raise money to allow schools who are less fortunate to have various books and things that they need to be uh, well-educated as they go up through the process and learn how to read. So uh, very, very involved on the charity side, but uh, you won't catch me in a Pelotonia
0: suit or riding on a bike anytime (laughs) soon. Even though they look really good. I would not look good in one either. <laughs> exactly. You got it. You got it. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about your your background, your history that's brought you up to this point. Yeah. So, uh, how far do you want to go back? As far as you want to. I <laughs> I, I think as relevant as it can be to toward the podcast. You let's bet. Put it That. Way. You bet.
1: Yeah. So uh, I've I've been a professional marketer now for more than twenty years. Um, I, as in those twenty years, things have changed. The internet has become available. Uh, media has become more accessible, and in those twenty years, I've been focused primarily on uh, technology and manufacturing marketing. It's B two B focused, and I fell in love with it. But when I was in school, uh, I learned B two C advertising, marketing, radio and television, newspaper. That doesn't resonate as well with the market today. They want all sorts of media, not just that, and. Uh, One of the reasons I started this podcast was because I work with hundreds of clients and in those hundreds of clients, multiple people within those clients, and I hear the same challenges and struggles that they have around, how do we do this? What can we do? How can we generate more leads, build more brand awareness, create demand? And so over the years, I've pulled together tactics, resources, and tools that I can offer and recommend. And- One that I wasn't comfortable with was podcasting, Mm -hmm. Um, and the clients had interest in it. I was very interested in learning something new, and so that's how I got into this. It was just the market was encouraging it. Hmm. I was a listener uh, to multiple podcasts, and it influenced me because I enjoy having conversations, asking questions, talking people, and learning.
0: Yeah, I, I podcast definitely lends toward either a B2C or a B2B. You're hearing some really good success stories on both realms because of just the, the interpersonal opportunities you have, the targetability Yes, that the podcast has as well, too, that you pretty much know what that podcast is about by the description and whether you want to subscribe or not. Right, right. And you can target it on the other end as well, too, with the marketing that you do through social I'm assuming there's probably quite a bit of a little bit of a LinkedIn involved on your end yes. with that versus a Facebook maybe some Twitter you know that' sort of thing we'll go into that in a little bit but but it does lend toward the better marketing pieces to it too
1: you bet and I think the the channel that you talked about whatever channel it is uh, I I will share and distribute those channels where my contacts are mm-hmm. and I have a lot and you talked about Relationship, right? This whole interpersonal type of focus of this. Um, I'm a relationship salesperson um, and marketer, so I have friends that are on Facebook that are also clients, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's great because you never know they might be out there uh, sharing a picture from vacation and they see the next episode launch and they listen to it while they're on vacation. But LinkedIn is definitely yeah. if I'm going after. Uh, relationship building with someone who doesn't know me it's a great tool
0: right so we were talking off mic a little bit about you know how the podcast began working with your partners to get it rolling let's talk about that i think it's an an interesting story but um you know from first discussion to you know that first episode being published i mean how long did that take who was involved how did you make it happen
1: yeah that's a good question well uh had my annual review and in the annual review process, the two founders of Minds On, uh, Randy James and Tom Augustine, asked me, uh, Where do you want to take your career? What do you want to do? What makes you uncomfortable? What do you want to learn? So as they started asking me those questions, mm-hmm. uh, I thought, Well, I'd love to do a show of some kind, a video show, podcast, um, something that I can continue to learn um, while at the same time, potentially help others and guide others and teach others through the process. So they encouraged me to think about what I would want to do. And so I, I did. I set out and I started looking at uh, podcasts and the two that I listened to most and uh, what were they doing? How did they do it? And then obviously I got on YouTube. I searched for podcasting tips. I downloaded some books from a couple of people who uh, do podcast work, a checklist. Um, and then I just started looking at what it takes, what's needed, uh, best formats, uh, the right type of program, the kind of mixers needed, headsets, all those type of things, just mm-hmm. gathering data. Um, and then I I kind of presented to them, I want to launch this podcast. And their response was, what's it about? I go, well, I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously, because you know they're looking to fund it and help me grow, they sure. go, well, how How will this podcast help our business and help our clients? Um, So again, took a pause and I said, I'm going to think on that one. Mm -hmm. So I went back um, and I talked to a good friend of mine who had been doing video uh, and video slash audio type efforts for his business. And one of the first things he told me, he goes, you know, Dan, before you start to do anything, jot down your guiding principles for this show, you know, who you're going to speak to, Uh, what do you want to share with them? What will they want to share with you, and then how does it, how does it involve or improve that person and you uh, in this process to be successful in the outcome so um I thought about that and started to think about all the people that I admire uh look up to, and would want to be a part of this that potentially could be a mentor mm-hmm. to me um and also I've had vast experience where I could potentially be an idea source for them or create new opportunities, new ideas based on the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I sat down, I created the guiding principles. I went back and answered the um, the founders <clears throat> questions and they just said, go for it. Right. Um, handed me the credit card, <laughs> said go. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, 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 went through and I provided a list of all the things that I wanted to purchase, um, took it back to them. And they said, no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First, you lay the challenge, what do you want me to do with yeah. my career? And yeah. then you now, you now you're telling me you're taking away my sandbox. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah. and um, they said no for a reason. They said uh, you're not buying the right equipment. We nice, want you, we want, you, want you to buy the we want you to buy great equipment, okay. and so Tom Tom got really excited. He goes, <laughs> "Look, I found these techniques headsets. This is what Lewis Howes uses. Hey, I, this is the, oh, the mixer that's set. Funny, yeah. So you caught
0: them on fire, didn't exactly. you?
1: exactly? So focus Focusrite, I think, is the one mm-hmm. uh, mixer that we're using. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I was, you know, I I went out and said. I read this, and for $99, I can get, you know, this little snowball mic and, you know, have it attached right to my USB computer, and I can just run it and all that kind of stuff. So it sounded good, mm. um, but then they just went crazy. It's like, hey, we need to build a studio. We need to light it the right way so you can take photos. And and all. And I said, well, guys, guys, I, I'm just learning, so can we – let's start small. <laughs> I appreciate the additional um, – energy and Ener- nothing else exactly yeah. they love the energy they love the idea right and um so it ended up being uh very well funded good equipment for where we are right now um and i told them just say let me let me take my time because i want to get really really good at this and it's going to take a while oh
0: yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. and that and, and and it sounds as though they're going to back that strategy and be patient they are too they are uh, you know because it that is the big thing, is you know the factors of the return on on influence ROI, and then yeah. that's why you have to say that with podcasting, it's not on investment, it's on influence, right? And you know leaning toward that. So what what is your your topic strategy? Maybe even your guest strategy for this beyond? Yes, um, you mentioned something about you know potential mentors or you know giving giving them ideas. How are you putting that to paper though? How are you figuring out who they are?
1: Yeah, so. One of the things that I am—I I say I'm fairly good at it is networking. Um, so I've strategically gone out on LinkedIn over the last probably 15, 16 years. Yeah. So over the last 15 or 16 years, I've gone out on LinkedIn. I've connected with people who are innovators, um, leaders in the field, um, speakers, authors. So I have this vast collection of people that I admire, pay attention to, listen to, and read and follow – Uh, So that my strategy initially was, I want to go out and learn more about a book that I read about. Mm -hmm. So I didn't introduce myself. And so the first person I reached out to was a gentleman named Dennis Brower. And I said, I'm going to do this podcast. I think your book uh, it's called Return on Leadership is amazing. And I want to ask you a lot of questions about it, because the stories in the book are telling, but there's probably a backstory. He goes, I would love to do that. So he was the first. He jumped on board, had a great conversation, and I walked away uh, smarter than I did going in, uh, and I made a new friend and a new mentor. Um, I reached out to a local author, um, same same process. I, I read the book, I dog-eared it, I highlighted it, pulled questions that I wanted to talk to her about, um, invited her to the show, and she came on, and the conversation grew into collaboration, which grew into friendship, and now... She's going to be on multiple episodes going forward. So um, her name's Amy Franco, and the book's The Modern Seller. It's a great episode. Just listened to it a couple of days ago. Oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, she's good. good. And then I think the the key thing for me going forward is uh, I mentioned working with hundreds of clients. Those clients are brilliant. When you get them in a room and start talking about strategy, um, their career path, how they got to where they were, um, where their successes lie – um, who and who mentored them and involved them. Um, it's just like you and I talking, right? They just opened up. It was natural. Mm. And I said, you know what? We should do a podcast. I had breakfast this morning uh, with Jill Leffler. Um, she's a global marketing executive um, <laughs> at Axway. Which was, and we were having breakfast and she, we were t- just talking about um, marketing, sales, lead gen. And she was talking specifically about her core role working with groups and teams to be able to drive success. And there are power leaders, and then there are servant leaders. And so I'm, oh, that's a great topic. I wrote it down. I said, okay, Jill, we're going to schedule and we're going to do that one. (laughs) But she was hesitant, right? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I could do it. I'm a little nervous. Um, So I've had a couple of people do that. Mm -hmm. And in that process, I just – like you ease them into it and say yeah. hey we're going to record this um, if it comes
0: out bad we erase it exactly yeah. and we can yeah. redo it we'll, yeah you know I'll redo it one way or the other yeah. yeah so
1: i think that's something i've learned too is i i thought everybody would want to do this but not everybody's interested in it's speaking. a high
0: percentage that do yeah. compared to video yes video that'll shut down quick yeah because it just oh i especially on the spot yeah um, but yeah, I've, I've noticed the aversion to video too. It's like, okay, this is a kind of a gateway into at least the interview process and exactly. getting them, get them quicker for sure. Yeah. So, you know, your strategy of the guest that you want to talk to, your the target listener for the podcast then. Yeah. Who do you want it to be with that? In okay. Mind?
1: Yeah. So the guiding principles I set up were the audience I want to speak to are, uh, managers, directors, uh, VPs and senior leadership of um, technology and manufacturing companies and also uh, focus on business to business rather than business to consumer. There are so many businesses that sell into uh, those individuals um, and tools that are needed to be able to run an effective marketing team um, for any organization. So. And there's a lot of confusion in the market about you know who, what's the best marketing automation tool to use and you know um, AI how is it impacting how we do business and how we generate leads and things like that. So it's it's that focus on taking a look at the Martech stack, the CRM stack, the technology foundation, and talk to people about that and make it clearer mm-hmm. for the audience that is going to listen. And then the second part of that is um, working with the owners of the businesses that we do work for and their people and help them understand um, what's needed to have a full integrated marketing strategy and campaign for their business. And all these senior leaders in marketing have ideas. And so as I'm doing these episodes, I'm asking them to share one idea that someone could walk away with to improve their skill set, their discipline, or their technology to be successful.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So you're allowing the podcast to showcase your expertise spoonful by spoonful.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. And, um, you know, the other thing too is um, as I find people that are incredibly skilled at what they do, but they can't fit it in 20 to 30 minutes, mm-hmm. um, I just recommend why don't we do a series, you know, three-part series, four-part series, 12-part series. Um, and I can bring you on occasionally, and, and you can be a, a featured guest on the podcast mm-hmm. And I have a couple that want to do that. And I think that's a good way to get listeners familiar with some of the people that I've grown to know
0: and and learn from. We'll get back to the interview right after this. With over 600,000 podcasts available, your podcast needs to stand out immediately. By working with Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants, you get the one-year advantage your first episode will sound like you've been podcasting for a year. The podcast consultants at Circle 270 Media have over 35 years' experience in digital and traditional marketing, content creation, audio production, recording, and broadcasting. We strategically bring these worlds together and consult businesses who are implementing podcasting into their marketing strategy to grow their brands and businesses. Own your story. Engage and interact with your customers and clients. Grow your brand and business with your own podcast. For more information about Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and how we can help your business begin or better implement your current podcast into your marketing strategy, contact me at podcasts at circle270media.com. Let's discuss your recording schedule, your strategy, your process. um, How do you get this done? Right, right. So uh,
1: I work a lot, (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm in the office early and out late and uh, I'm at the mercy of really the audience, right? So, um, what I do is I put a a calendly out to them and let them pick in my open time, and um, that fills in the calendar at that point. And then the the thing I learned from uh, another person was guests have questions. If if you invite them, they'll say, "Well, what's it about? You know, what will we talk about? How does it work? What do you need?" So um, I put together a guest preparation page Mm -hmm. on our website and it's hidden. You can't find it unless I send it to you. Um, But it outlines the expectations for the guest and then the steps to take and then the format of the show. Uh, Because what I was doing initially was I was explaining it over and over and over again on the phone. Um, This way I can just say, I'll send it to you if you have any questions Mm -hmm. we can talk about before the show. And it talks really about pre-prep and and those type of things. I uh, sent it off to a gentleman who works at a – Marketing automation tool. It's called Active Demand. He's a CEO, and I wanted to speak on you know uh, demand generation. His marketing person emailed me back and said, "I love that idea because we do podcasts as well. I'm going to steal it." And I go, <laughs> "That's fine. That's fine. I, I, that, I that's another did I reason I'm doing this." That? Mm, Darn. Yeah, did I put yeah. my logo on I'll that. Darn. Yeah. did I'll license <laughs> it. I'll license it to you. You know. Um, but that 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 setup really helps the guest come on board. Um, And then, like I mentioned, the pre-call is very helpful because you get a feel for their personality, Mm -hmm. um, their style, um, what they're comfortable with, not comfortable with, and um, get a chance to understand them better, which establishes a long-term relationship long-term.
0: That's one advantage I have with the focus I have with my podcast is I know that I'm talking to podcasters already. (laughs) So more likely they want to talk. They know how to do it. Or they're at the beginning stages and just need another episode to practice a little bit, which is fine. I don't care, you know, do it on my podcast because we'll uh, we're going to talk about how you're growing anyway. So, but yeah, I think it's respectful of your guest time too as well. So they kind of know, okay, I'm only going to be. I typically target thirty minutes. It'll take an hour to get it done though. By the time we warm up and talk a little bit, but I think it's that that the reception of that type of um, roadmap. Is always welcome because they is. kind of know where, they, where they're going with it.
1: Yeah, and I think you also, you know, you have to be courteous of their time as well because they're business people yeah, too. Yeah. So I, I try to, like, like you said, I try to schedule an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And in some cases, they're so comfortable with it, we can knock out two episodes. That's great. Right. Um, and so I just tell them that up front here's two topics, pick the one you want to do first, we can do the, the other one later. Um, and once they're done, it's like, I want to do it again. That was so fun. So, um, I think that's key. So paying attention to when they're available to schedule it and fit it into my schedule. Um, and then be courteous of their time when you're doing the actual recording. And I think the other thing that's important as you're working with these individuals is when you do the podcast, let them know that it will air at some time in the future. Um, so they don't think it's going to be live tomorrow. Right. right. Because I think their expectation is, hey, I'm you're going to do this and I can listen to it tomorrow. Right. Um, and you and I know that's exactly. not how this works. Right. exactly. So setting those expectations really makes for um, a stronger, better relationship and potentially an opportunity for them to come back in and, and be a guest.
0: And the feedback you're getting back that they're that it was fun. You're hearing that comment. That's Meaning that you're doing it right. Yes, yes. They're having a great time. That, that's that's good. Yeah, know? and and I don't think a lot of interviewers can pull that off. Um, they uh, they they want to do the interviewing because they want to network. I mean, that's what an interview show is, right? For right. networking. If it were branding, they would just do it on their own. <laughs> yeah. And interviewing is hard. Yes, is really hard because you do have to do some homework. You just can't slap a bunch of questions down, it's a templated questionnaire and you've never listened or read about the business and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're throwing out questions that make no sense at all or I've caught a, a couple of interviewers that and this has been mostly with radio. I've been caught in with podcasts I think just due to scheduling but they'll they'll talk to an author and you know they've never read the book. That's bad. That's you bad. know they haven't yeah. uh, just by the little nuances they say around it and uh, just like, wow, Take the time to at least to read a couple of chapters, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so you can at least reference a page number and such. But uh, somebody's got to, or at least hire somebody to read it for you and give you the synopsis. I guess if you're that busy. But um, I think that's where podcasts can come into that. You know, if we're dealing with a weekly podcast, we've got enough time to to read a book, read an article, read a few blogs, listen to their podcast, right. whatever it might right. be. So yeah.
1: and again, it kind of goes back to that courtesy, right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. uh, if you're going to invite them on a show, know enough about them mm-hmm. and their book. Um, or them and their podcast or them and their business right. to have an intelligent conversation and dig deeper because that only helps the listener mm-hmm. because you read it, you're probably asking questions that they would ask when they read it and it helps them you know, gain a better understanding of the author and their topic. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: So what kind of marketing are you doing around a podcast right now?
1: Well, um, like I said, I work all the time <laughs> um, and I do the podcast. Uh, so what I've been doing is... Uh, initially prior to launch, I let people know I was Mm -hmm. going to launch and what it was about and what the guiding principles were. Um, and then I launched that expectations page. Um, and I sent it out to key people. It didn't go out broad. It was just to the people that I wanted to kind of initially work with. Um, on a Saturday I went into the office and I did a Facebook live and said, I'm working on the podcast today. Um, and I'm, Doing a couple of different things. I'm, I'm painting the wall at the office, and I'm watching paint dry, and I'm having a conversation with you, and really just had a general commentary around what I was trying to put into the market uh, to see if people were interested. I, so that was live, and I got all kinds of people joining, saying, "Hey Dan, that's great. You know, thank you." And I was thumbs upping, and mm-hmm. "Hey, great to see you. You know, uh, listening in today." So that was really powerful, um, and I'm going to plan on doing more of those, mm-hmm. um, and I want to. You know, for each episode I launch, um, I don't have to do that immediately. I can launch it and then say, Hey, I launched this on April 15th and um, I think you're really going to enjoy it. This conversation, you know, check out the podcast here and there's more to come. So I want to do that Facebook Live component. On the LinkedIn side, um, I most did the same thing. I changed the title on my LinkedIn so it said, you know, Dan Harris, author, podcaster, digital marketer. And I put a job underneath of that as um, within Minds On, one of my jobs is podcast mm-hmm. host. Um, and then I wrote up a bunch of things. I had, I mean, I have like 6,000 connections on LinkedIn, and I got just tons and tons of great job, fantastic, can't wait to hear it, That's those great. type of things. So um, when I did that, uh, I also strategically wrote up a uh, little Message that said, This is what it's about. Mm-hmm. This is who I'm looking for. If you'd be interested in being a host, you know, um, basically email me and say, Interested in being a podcast uh, host or, or guest. Mm-hmm. And um, I, every time they'd say thumbs up, like it, I'd say click, copy, paste, send it right back to them individually. I put their name in it, personalized it. Um, and out of that, I ended up getting three guests that want to be on the show. Right. And um, so that's th- the initial things. And then most recently, um, I took and wrote a LinkedIn post and I because I pre-recorded um, six episodes before we launched because a lot of people and this is just a tip for everybody out there um, if you launch with one uh, people are hungry for more so try to try to get a backlog mm-hmm. of those recorded and uh, launch with your initial podcast and um, have others for them to listen to because you know we're in the the uh, era of binging right. um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you sure. know yeah, and exactly. I've had I've had people, just say thank you for having additional episodes as a part of this effort. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm on a weekly, you know, which is important because of the time consumption. And um, in that LinkedIn post, I said featuring the following guest speakers, and I put an at sign by their name, typed it in, and then it made it embedded in this post. So I had the first six people um, that were notified that went live and then they shared it with their networks, and they they share it with their networks. Same. So, um, it's driving a lot of traffic. And um, I continue to do some of those things, but I want to do more as I learn,
0: you sure. know, best practices. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn's still a fertile ground yes. to do things with, and I, I, even a playground because I, I, there are best practices, of course. I think Facebook now has what it, you have to do to get noticed, but there's so many there. But I think LinkedIn. Is even encouraging the live video, well, not necessarily live video, but video. Right, the, the, the thumb stops when when there's video there. Yeah, so it's it's a good encouragement to say, like, get over the camera shyness, <laughs> do something. <laughs> and I'm I'm in that boat. It's it's I, I'm I'm with the generation. I'm not a selfie type of or you know doing the self remote video thing, but it's one of those. Okay, it's uncomfortable now, but it won't be later on and it's really not just do it right post it and you know you're probably just a thumb roll anyway, yeah for the most part until somebody know who knows you gives you a thumbs up hey how you doing and yeah looking good you know that kind of stuff yeah. so but i it think really the, is not as hard as you think it is you just have to do
1: it right and i think yeah. the live component is um authentic because mm-hmm. it's you it's kind of like yeah. us here it's just mm-hmm. us i mean i'm not putting on any airs of any kind damn I'm just having a conversation um, and I think if you're doing it on LinkedIn, you know, it's more business-focused. So one of the things with that is I actually did just write bullet points down so I didn't miss anything because I, I'm i representing our brand right. as a part of this podcast, not necessarily me. Um, so I have to be conscious of that, too. And the founders, you know, want to say, you know, you are representing our brand. That's why they wanted me to get better equipment, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted it to sound good. Um, so as you're, you know, anyone that's thinking about doing this, I mean, those are things to consider. All right.
0: Exactly. Uh, you did some, I'm assuming, some homework on hosting platform, which yes. I encourage anyone to do. Don't do it without looking at a hosting platform. You're with Anchor. Uh, why Anchor and not anyone else?
1: Anchor.fm. So I looked at quite a few. Um, and what I was looking for is something that was uh, easy to use, um, that had the ability to do some social. I mean, you can do transcripts with it. Um, and I was also looking for, for something that I could queue you know, so I could record, save it, and have it scheduled, which was important. So I could get ahead of those type of things. Um, and then just the ease of use. I mean, I, the interface is so simple. Mm-hmm. Anybody can use it. Um, even to the point where, I mean, I do all of mine uh, using uh, mics and things like that in a record and I upload it, but they even have the capability where you can do it the podcast in the moment while you're in the interface, which was kind of interesting. I haven't mm-hmm. done it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I liked what I'm doing right now, but um, it's been, it's been very easy to, to do the work and have it post quickly. Um, and then the other thing I like about it is that within, I guess it was three weeks after launching the first episode, I was on nine different platforms and I, w- I w- that was the thing I was, how do I get on Apple? How do I get on mm-hmm. Google? How do I get on Spotify? Um, and within three weeks, I mean, I followed all the things that they talked about, best practices right. and hashtagging and how to title your things. Sure. And they have a great resource center there as well. And I was just surprised. In three weeks, I was on nine platforms, and it continues to grow, right? Uh, which is pretty powerful. Good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Are you able to uh, peel back and get some analytics in regards to listenership and such? You Are bet. You, uh, you it's, happy it's, with that right now? It's, yeah. it's,
1: it's kind of um, high level. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go deep. Um, mm, yeah. But it does. It shows episode length of time you know, subscribers, listeners, those type of thing, where they're coming from uh, and those type of things. So I think it, for me, where I'm at right now, it's a great platform. It was easy to spin up. Mm -hmm. And uh, the coolest thing that happened, which, you know, I I could have never planned for, was um, Spotify bought Anchor. (laughs) So, you know, now I'm actually on Spotify, um, even
0: though it's an Anchor product. Right, exactly. It's an automatic kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, You mentioned transcripts. Um, So what are you doing with transcripts then?
1: Yeah. So uh, I use a tool after, after I pull it down um, recording, I take the recordings and package it up and I send it over. The company's called Scribey, right? And they charge you, you can do a manual or a computer-based transcript. Um, And then I use, I use the manual. It's like 80 cents or something like Mm -hmm. that um, uh, per page. And then um, I put them in bulk. And then I get them all back, mm-hmm. right? And I can tell you the the quality is superb. Um, I I love the platform. Again, i I have to be fast efficient, and this makes it so easy because I can load six episodes up, you know, pay the you know 40, 50 bucks, and boom, I come in three days later and I have all the transcripts. Mm-hmm. Um, so those transcripts uh, in in our page on the website of Minds On, I can load the full transcript. Mm-hmm. And in that transcript, obviously, there are keywords. And uh, from our site perspective, we're trying to build brand awareness and uh, be searched and found and those type of things. So the transcripts really help. And um, so we load them in there, and they're full transcripts. Um, On Anchor, uh, in the background, you can only put in so many words. So I'll take uh, the transcripts and kind of put a section of it in there, um, and then the full transcripts are on our site, which is better because I want the full transcripts to drive – uh, mm-hmm. Connections to people through the keywords. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, um, as I've found in, a, in best practices, when you do the transcript, they time it. And a lot of times listeners, you know, they want to get to the point. So they'll look at the transcript and they can read it really quickly and then click forward to where they want to hear the tips mm-hmm. or techniques or mm-hmm. those type of things. So yeah. it's got a, a lot of different benefits to it. And I, it's, I'd, I'd encourage anyone who's doing it to invest in the transcript portion.
0: You're one of the first to talk about transcripts. I mean, I encourage all my clients to do that, whether they're using it or not, um, because in the long run, if you don't do it at the beginning, you're going to wish you had. Yes. Uh, then you, you're 50, 60 episodes in going, oh, you mean I could have maybe used some of those transcripts transcripts for like an ebook? It's like, yeah. <laughs> That's why I said that a while back. And I, it's not even an option now for my clients. Like, it's part of the deal. You're going to. Right. Because I, I I don't want this to happen in six months, a year, and I wish you had started doing it. Whether it's SEO stuff or it's however you want to use it. Reference material. Reference material, quotes. It's there yeah. for you, ready to go. And it's fairly inexpensive. Yes, there is an expense to it, yes. But in the long run, it's worth it.
1: It totally is. It mm-hmm. really is. I can tell you that um, the first, like I said, Dennis Brower was the first one who who did this. And uh, we talked about uh, return on leadership. But he, in return on leadership, he talks about the 11 essentials of, of leadership. So we started talking about the first one, the second one, the third one. And I did all four of them. I packaged it up, sent it over. And um, he goes, wow, this is fantastic. I I didn't think I was going to actually get this material. I said, no, it's yours to look at, it's yours to have. It will be on the website as well. And he goes, well, cool, because I'm, my next book is called Eleven Essentials of Leadership. <laughs> 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 so now he has now he has the podcast notes where he talked, wow. you know, for thirty forty minutes. That's great, and. Um, Again, if you're if you're thinking about, it, I mean, think about your guest, mm. courteous, respectful, sure. and deliver value back. It'll come back in in um, in spades.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of good transcription services out there. I, I personally use Sonics, um, which has its own embed player that's SEO friendly as well, too. Nice. So I end up sending this episode to um, Sonics, gets it transcribed, and I use another person who's actually based up in, in uh, West Central Ohio. And she does it by hand, cleans it up. She's kind of a third party with Sonics. they have got quite a few of them in the back end. And, again, I'm in the same way. I used to clean up transcriptions. I don't have the time to do it. And this lady is just going big gangbusters. Yeah, super fast. And I like the embed player opportunity, too, that I'll have to slap up the Sonics player has a transcript, you can read it, and it's SEO-friendly, too. That's sweet. So, so, yeah, there are a lot of great opportunities with different transcription services. They're really up in their game All in right, regards well, to helping out. I yeah. am going to try that one yeah, next. Yes, that's good. Um, so uh, editing and mixing, how are you doing that? You talked about you get the mix board, the focus right, and mm-hmm. such. Um, what's your process? How do you get that accomplished?
1: Yeah, so uh, it's actually pretty simple. I, I go uh, – I can take my – uh, focus right anywhere i go i have a bag headphones mm-hmm. everything um i can go to someone's site or i can do it in our our studio at the office and um i'll set it up uh i use GarageBand um on the back end and uh i've recorded intros outros music tracks those type of things and i've created a uh, template i guess i would call it uh with enough time frame in because the episodes i've selected to run are 20 or 30 minutes long so I'll do that and I'll kind of like record in between the tracks um, and then I'll edit, you know, and um, put in my components uh, as I talk with them because I want to feature their business, talk to them a little bit about it. And then I'll I'll kind of pull it all together and I'll listen uh, through that process. It has great tools, master, master volume. Um, I'm familiar with it. I've used it for a long time for other things. Um, And so it was just a simple choice for me. I had it on my laptop. Yeah, Uh, It does everything I needed to do. And now I have this system of uh, templatized intros, outros, and introductions, ads, that type of thing. And I just record in that. But the one thing I would say is when you do this, um, setting up with a person and testing before getting audio tests and those type of things are always important. Uh, because when you're moving, connecting, disconnecting, saving ads, and those type of things, um, you know, you can kind of lose some uh, uh, triggers that <laughs> that are necessary right. Right. in order to make this thing work right the first time. I I did make a mistake with Amy Franco. Um, we got in a room. We were so excited, and I didn't do the test. And, uh, you know, I have my laptop over here, and I was looking at it. And I go, okay, test one, two, test one, two. Amy, test one, two, test one, two. And I uh, looked at it. I go, okay, we're good to go. Instead of hitting the uh, play button. Um, <laughs> I, I hit the stop button, you know, I got click, click and I go, okay, here we are. Dan Harris, mine's on B2B, blah, 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 blah. you know, 35 minutes into it. I go, all right, that's great, Amy. Thank you so much. It's been great. Put put everything away, get to the next day where I'm actually doing the production work and I go, okay, play, play what happened? <laughs> so she was super gracious. I said, hey, you were my, you were my, kind of my fourth person to do this with. I made a mistake. You know, so like I said, be courteous with their time but also apologetic when something oh, yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. So since then, we've done two episodes and uh, she's she's very gracious and uh, very <laughs> thankful. So, yeah, so that can happen. Just be ready.
0: You were talking about your recording space. You're doing the painting. Yes. Facebook live. So talk about the recording space that you use.
1: Yeah. So oh, yeah. we have, we have a uh, small conference room. Okay. Um, and it's four walls, uh, seats about 10. And in that conference room, uh, you know, I cleaned it up, painted it and I actually bought a, a vinyl, uh, kind of thing that can peel on and peel off the wall that says it's our logo. Mine's on B2B Okay. and down the road, what I want to be able to do, I'm not doing it yet, but, um, I want to start taking photos that I can use to promote, you know, and, and, uh, show people in the studio and things like that. Mm -hmm. But to be honest with you, majority of the interviews so far have been remote at someone's office because I'm paying attention to their timing. And then, um, you know, virtual, uh, they're calling in over the phone and uh, I'm recording it and then, you know, actually editing uh, after the fact.
0: Yeah. So biggest challenges with producing the podcast so far, now you're a few episodes in. Yes. Um, What have been the challenges in – that you're encountering.
1: Yeah. So right now I have eight episodes. I launched um, one today um, and I have 24 backlog that we're working on. And um, the biggest challenge for me has really been the production side of it. Yeah. The, the, as you can tell, I can talk all day and I enjoy that part of it. Um, but it's taking the time to be able to break away and spend time with it and really – do a nice job editing because it's a person's reputation, voice, message, and brand sure. that you're putting in the market. Sure. Um, and I think it's the, the – one of the biggest challenges is not everybody is a great speaker. And I've talked to a few people who ah uh, and um and pause longer than they should and, and say the wrong words and profanity and, <laughs> you know, those type of things. So so it, the editing process in that production has been probably the biggest challenge. Um and I going into it thought getting guests was going to be the biggest challenge. It's not mm. it's not a challenge at all. As long as you have the foundation built of what why you're doing it, why why them. And um I'd say the other the other biggest challenge, uh it's not the biggest, but it's this idea of promoting. Yeah. Once it's done, how do you get it into market the mm. right way? Mm-hmm. So with limited time, I can only do what I can do and I wanna do more. But I have to have more time. So if you can figure that out, I mean, I think we could solve the world's problems. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
0: and you're, you're you're outlining basically a couple of major problems most podcasters have, and it's that's just that's part of it. Even if you were vlogging or blogging, it, 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 those are the same uh, issues. Yes, there there is a time sensitivity and, and a time suck for all of these marketing tools. You mm-hmm. just have to carve it out and figure out the best and do it the best. But the big thing is just do it. Yes, just get it done and do it to the best that you can and know that what you're putting out there is quality, I think we have a forgiving listening audience. Yes. If something slips through or it's not, they won't know. Right. They won't know if you kept an extra couple ums in there <laughs> that you would rather have them out. It's okay. It is. It, it's, it's livable, yeah. yeah. So we'll end with some advice for a business owner considering podcasting as a marketing tool. What advice would you give them?
1: You know, I, I would say, you know, find find someone that does it and does it well um, so you don't have to recreate or reinvent, um, you know. So, you know, what you're doing is a great service. Uh, you have the equipment, the tools to be able to do it. Or, or find somebody, you know, like me in your business who wants to learn and equip them. I mean, like our founders did. Uh, it, there probably are somebody in your office who would spend the extra time and do the extra work just for that experience. So... That would be a recommendation, and then the other thing is ease into it. You don't have to sign up for weekly podcasts. Um, think about your business and your core services or your core products, and pull together, you know, six episodes and feature that on the website. It's a small step in the direction of building out media that people consume, and also help from the transcript side, help with SEO, and um, it also will equip. Uh, your sales team to be able to send a link to listen, right? Um, So those are the top things I'm thinking about as I work with my clients. How can I get them into this realm and do it in a way that's less disruptive to them, Mm -hmm. but also enjoyable? And that's what I found as I talk to people and they're involved in this, they really do enjoy it. And once they get into it, I I think they're going to love it, right? But uh, like you and like me, I think we all jump into this and learn as right. much as we can. The best way to learn is to talk to people who do it. Right. Right. And find out the best way to do it um, and do it efficiently, effective. And obviously there's a cost to having someone else help you do it, but it's well worth the time.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So let's go over um, some places where our listeners can find you. Sure. The, the business and the podcast.
1: Sure. So. Uh, I launched Minds On B2B. You can find it on the mindson.com website. And uh, there's a podcast button at the top, so click there. But you can also find it on iTunes, Spotify, um, Anchor, and any number of other platforms right now. Um, and if anyone wants to talk to me, find me, listen, uh, have a conversation, set up a meeting, uh, go to LinkedIn. I'm there. I'm there every day probably 10 hours a day. And you can find me at Danny D. Harris. So on LinkedIn, it's Danny D. Harris.
0: Excellent. Thank you for being a guest. I appreciate it. Great insight and great conversation about your podcast.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me and really enjoyed it. Now I know what it's like to be a guest on a podcast. And I love (laughs) it. So thank you. Thank (laughs) you so much. Thanks.
0: Thanks. Podcasting allows you to tell a story, your story. Your business's story is what separates you from your competition It shapes your past, present, and future. Adding podcasting to your marketing mix allows you to tell your story with more power than in text alone. Your company can also use podcasts to grow your network. Many podcast shows and episodes revolve around having guests in an interview or conversation. This format allows your company to develop influential relationships with thought leaders in the industry and keeps the podcast interesting. The best part, podcasts fit perfectly into our tight attention economy. We live in an age of information overload, where attention has become the most valuable business currency. Podcasting allows people to multitask as they consume the content, making podcasting easy to incorporate into their daily habits. For more information about Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and how we can help your business begin or better implement your current podcast into your marketing strategy, contact me at podcasts at circle270media.com. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Wow, I found one of our new Vauxhall Griffin editions. Yes. What comes as standard? Standard? Well, (laughs) alloy wheels, sat-nav, aircon, DAB radio, Bluetooth, smartphone projection and USB connection. Wow. Is that everything? Sorry, forgot the colour touchscreen. Buy
1: a new Griffin Edition, Adam, Astra, Corsa or Mocha X Plus and get a whole host of features as standard. The Griffin Edition range. All Griffin, no bull. Visit your nearest retailer now. Vauxhall, British brand since 1903. Participating retailers only. Limited units while stocks last.